stepped closer and finished him off with a single chopping stroke of his walker. The man's screeching stopped abruptly, and he crumpled to the ground. Hawk turned to the two Indian women. One glance at their sleek hair, their bronzed high cheekbones, and their slightly canted almond-shaped eyes, and he knew them to be Nesperse. They were both about the same age, he guessed, not more than sixteen or seventeen, probably already married and in the first full bloom of the young womanhood. The sight of them had been too much of a temptation for the two white men. Hawk had picked up enough of the Nesper's tongue to ask the two maidens, now hastily knotting the drawstrings on their shift-like dresses, where they were from. They pointed upstream. Of what band are you? The Yellow Grass Band, the taller of the two women responded. Hawk smiled. This was Tame's horse's band. They had moved farther westward than any other Nesper's band to escape the constantly marauding Blackfoot, and had indeed found a lovely country. The only question that remained was whether they could keep it from the settlers now pouring into Oregon in such numbers. I will return with you to your camp, Hawk told them. They smiled, perfectly willing to have Hawk accompany them. The smiles froze on their faces. Hawk spun. Three armed men on horseback were breaking from the timber downstream and were heading toward them at a fast gallop. It was clear the two men Hawk had dealt with a moment before had ties with this group. As the three riders charged toward them, one fired his rifle. The ball slammed into the ground a few yards in front of Hawk. He spoke to the women. Go back to your village. Hurry! The women needed no urging. As they raced upstream, Hawk ducked toward the timber leading to the ridge in order to draw the three horsemen after him. He had almost reached the trees when one of the riders overtook him and flung himself from his horse, landing on Hawk's back. He was a big man, and his crushing weight bore Hawk to the ground. But he rolled out of the man's grasp, kicked him in the crotch, broke once more for the timber, and reached it ahead of the other two. Hawk raced up the slope to the ridge and dashed through the pines, the three men pushing their mounts up through the tangle of brush and timber after him. Once out of the pines, Hawk raced down the side of the ridge and flung himself onto his black, pulling his hawkin from its boot. He got off one shot, catching the lead pursuer's horse in the chest. As it went down, throwing its rider, the other two swerved around it. Hawk exchanged revolver shots with him, then spurred his black down a grassy slope, and suddenly found himself surrounded by five, then six riders, all of them armed. Hawk pulled his mount to a halt and prudently stuck his revolver into his belt as the riders slowly circled him, looking him over the way a butcher would a side of beef on a hook. One of the two pursuing riders, his face almost completely hidden by a thick beard, pulled alongside him. Who the hell might you be, mister? Hawk said nothing. We ain't gonna kill you, Blackbeard said. We'll leave that to our two partners back there, lessen you killed them both. In that case, we'll just chop you up for our camp dogs. He grinned, revealing surprisingly white teeth. Another rider, a thin redhead wearing a black wool stocking cap, hauled his horse around and, reaching over, deftly lifted Hawk's walker colt from his belt and stuck it into his own. You one of them no-account mountain men we hear tell about? He snickered and wiped his nose with the back of his hand. Guess maybe you is. You smell worse than grizzly and heat. A third rider pulled up on the other side of Hawk. 
This rider, wearing a black floppy-brimmed hat, a red-checked woolen shirt and greasy buckskin breeches, had eyes as jet black as his thick braided hair. He was a Blackfoot, something Hawk knew at once, not only from his cheekbones and the slant of his forehead, but from the stiff-backed, splay-legged manner in which he rode. And then, of course, there were the black moccasins. "'You are Golden Hawk,' the Blackfoot said. Hawk did not bother to respond. The Blackfoot spat in his face. Hawk threw himself at him. With his hands closing about the Indian's neck, he bore him backward off his horse. The Indian struck the ground before Hawk. As his breath exploded from his lungs, the Blackfoot grunted painfully. He was dazed. Hawk reached for his buoy. But before he could grab it, he was pulled off the Indian and hauled upright, his knife snatched from its sheath. With his arms held behind him by two of the men, the others took turns.